Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington and today I'm joined by a very familiar face. Uh, it's returning OG host, Mr. Luke Condor. Did that way slower than I anticipated. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. It's very nice to be here. Um <laughs> This is a strange situation. I feel like I've <laughs> never left, but yeah. uh, also it has been a long time. You never left. Do you feel like it's just like familiar, like going back to a lovely pair of shoes or pants that maybe you've worn in, but yeah. then you've then you've got a new pair. I don't know, and then you've come back to the old pair and you've gone, oh yeah, these are comfy. Oh, but they're full of holes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> they're full of holes. And they stink. <laughs> and uh... yeah, I I don't really have many old shoes because I I'm of the um the mind that you buy like really cheap, either buy really cheap shoes that are gonna last mm. you like ten minutes and you just buy new ones, or you get really expensive ones that are gonna last you ages. So I've got loads of cheap ones that just they're like made of paper from Primark. That little just... cardboard. Oh yeah, I remember those little slip on little slip on yeah. daps. Do you call yeah. them daps? Have no. you got a? Have you got? Have you got a Mansfield like uh, terminology for for those little shoes? Shoes, uh, plimsolls or pumps, right? Yeah, you plimsolls. Pumps? No, uh, daps. That's daps. a daps is like a West Country slash Wales thing, I think. But uh, is kex a thing? That's pants, what? isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> maybe I'm thinking of kicks. Kicks, kex. I wouldn't say kicks. Yeah. Kicks? No, you're not. You're not like a, a an American from 1994. You know how to yeah. call them that. Uh, well, but honestly, welcome back, and it's it's. Uh, we're glad to have you back. Uh, even as temporarily as this is, it's nice to see your face. Uh, we did so many episodes, just the two of us, and you know, yeah, it's been really interesting <laughs> to see like you get so many cool guests on, um, like Ash Milman and. And people, which is amazing, because like, I was such a, such a big fan of like PlayStation Access. Yeah, no, that um, was that was a. We would like to get her back on. Actually, I think she did yeah. say she said she'd like to return, but maybe she was just being polite. Could you know? be. Are you trying to say that there's a connection between us getting cool guests and you not being on the podcast anymore? <laughs> well, I mean, it just makes it really fun to see that it's like better without me in it. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> it is no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just changing, isn't it? Like this is the thing. That's it. It's evolving. It's been, it's been going for so many years, and as like um, obviously talking about the other stories as well. Like mm. we recently looked back at the other stories, um, very early episodes. So if you don't know, that's the other Hawk and Cleaver podcast, the horror horror science fiction, um, audio audio fiction podcast. And we looked at like the credits on the on the episodes. Now they've got like ads and dozens of links and so many people involved. The credits, like on the first year of the podcast, were just written by, narrated <laughs> by. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's literally it. Yeah, 
it is weird like things just change and evolve and that's like i think i even said somewhere like yeah like if a shark stops swimming it dies so like mm. you you've got to keep podcasts have to keep keep swimming yeah. do they is that a thing i think it's i think that's true yeah i mean if you still find some sort of I mean, there's so many people involved in the other stories, but I'm just talking about from a horror yeah. hangout point of view. We're still enjoying it, you know, from week to week. Um, gives us an opportunity to talk about films, but like with like really interesting people as well. And you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how... I mean, it's weird. We started to watch this film. I was like, I started to write down... The film we're talking about is Possession. And I started to write down, I thought, okay, I'm going to... It's been a while, so every time I see something weird, it's like noteworthy, I'll, I'll jot it down in my notepad. Mm. And I think it was by the point, maybe we got introduced to the Heinrich character, or like, uh, there's just so many weird things that I just had to go, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> there's just so many weird things You could fill film. up a whole notepad with weird things from this film. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I've already mentioned the other stories once before. Um, let's mention it again. So the other story is plus TOS plus is live now on on the on the podcast. So that is essentially like a special Patreon uh, pledge level where you can get access to like higher quality ad free content. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, ad free a week early, bonus content, um, and you get access to. TOS Plus Vault, which is like like um, all the oh, comics yeah. and ebooks, and have we looked at it? We were looking at the, it's like a big online folder essentially, and it's like six hundred bit things in there, just six hundred like things we've made over the past few years. So yeah, it's a lot of stuff that you get. There. I feel like if somebody said, "Have a look in this folder, six hundred things in there," I'd look. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? No, no matter what, well, you can get I'd lost look. inside that folder. Yeah, there's some people who haven't been able to get back out. They're yeah. somewhere inside the sixth subdirectory. <laughs> six, you, if you do a little count on the files, there's 608 files in there now. Eight of them are people, people. subscribed <laughs> to, T- to TOS+. Plus. Uh, yeah, so obviously we've also discussed, obviously this week, that there is a seven-day free trial you can get on Patreon as well. And it, it is for that level, isn't it? The TOS Plus level, which yeah. makes sense, doesn't it? Because I guess... It's like a try before you buy yeah. situation as well. Do you do there's a free trial on Horror Hangout Patreon as well, right? Yeah, well I will I was gonna I will get to that eventually because we've only just we've only just put that live as well. Don't no need to apologize. You you're doing you're doing a I'm great job. <laughs> you're not out of practice, it's good. You you're segwaying all over the place. Uh sorry. Don't, don't apologize for that. Uh, and yeah, no Andy. Unless you thought he was quiet. We we do want to do like an official freeway oh, uh, reunion of sorts at some point soon. So we'll get that in there. But Andy is, I tell you what, trying to book, trying to get Andy in for the podcast this week was like trying to book time with, uh, uh, what would you say? The Pope. Trying to get Pope. an audience for the Pope. That's a, that's, is that, that's the, is that terminology I'm looking for? Something like that. Yeah. I was like going, trying to get a doctor's appointment in this I mean, day and harder. age. <laughs> Hello, is that the yeah. doctors? Oh, that's the Pope. Off, you? <laughs> no, it's the Pope. It's the bloody Pope. Does the Pope shit in the woods? Fuck off, Pope. <laughs> Fuck off, Pope. Telemarketing. Right. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, just rounding off the other stories chat. Like, it's mm. in a really good place. We've there's just been a month long theme. Um, that Andy Andy wrote. Yeah. 
uh, called Tragic Kingdom, which is kind of like, uh, how do you describe it? It's kind of like Disney, not actually Disney. Don't say that. Don't say that. The mouse would get you. <laughs> I mean, um, it, I mean, it is kind of. I mean, yeah. So it's uh, the 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 tagline is not your mother's fairy tales. So we kind of go into the same creative world that the Disney tend to go to. So fairy tales and stories about princes and princesses and stuff but we do it in the other stories way so they're all kind of short horror stories that end mm. with people not living happily ever after but dying in terrible and awful ways like banksy's dismaland but yeah. in in podcast form you could say uh, yeah i think the last one is going live on monday which mm. is um uh episode four, yeah. episode four the rescue i believe yeah. isn't it Who's being rescued from what? You should go back and listen to all of the episodes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, it's in a good place. A good couple of themes. And, obviously, planning is in place as well for Halloween special, which is always a good time to be a listener of the other stories. Uh, and Dan Wilcox's work is cooking up something very, very tasty. Exactly. As we speak. Delicious. Uh, but yeah, as but as you mentioned... Pa- the patreon seven day free trial thing is a thing now like it's only recently gone live so we've activated it on horror hangout as well um and also we are gonna start creating some more bonus content including something called horror hangout bite size now initially i was like bite size bite sized bright um, size bright side mr bright bright sized no bright size bright size oh, jesus <laughs> Jesus, what's a bloody killer's got to do with it? That's what I'm thinking. Um, so yeah, we're gonna do like sort of mini, <laughs> mini episodes slash like 15, 20 minutes, maybe shorter, maybe longer. Don't know. Solo hosted little mini review episodes. Now it doesn't always have to be a review. I think we're gonna do like reaction, not maybe not reactions, but like news and various other things. Just because I know we've been kind of dragging our feet a little bit on some of the bonus content that we've promised. And I think just recording bonus content alongside a full episode a week is actually quite difficult to get everybody together and available. So um, as a way around that and a way to provide more bonus content, it's Patreon exclusive as well. So it's not going to be available anywhere else. Um, Mm. We're going to do that. So that might be live now or it might be going live ASAP, but just keep an eye on all of the Horror Hangout podcast socials for information about that. Lovely. Yes. Absolutely delicious and lovely. Shall we shall we do some you've got some horror news? Remember that bit? Yeah. I was about to uh, did the Pope telemarket in the woods? Of course I remember that bit. Is <laughs> <laughs> the Pope telemarket in a... have you got horror news? Have you come prepared? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, oh well, well um, oh. Uh, uh the boogeyman, uh Rob Savage's movie. Yes. Um it's out soon. Is that newsworthy? That's that's uh, newsworthy. It's out soon. Um, we were lucky enough to get an invite to the multimedia screening premiere thing of of the Boogeyman in um, London, and Andy's uncle Chris, Andy's uncle Chris, who made the short film Leopard Heels, and he will be the guest on the Boogeyman episode, which is going to be the first week of June. He's going to be attending that, so that is like on our behalf, essentially. But super exciting! Looking is he going to be wearing to a horror hangout T-shirt or anything when he goes? Oh, I hope so. 
I don't know if we. I don't know if he owns one. We'll have to. We'll have to get one to him really quick, or insist he he uh, just naked. Writes it on his chest. Just writes it on his chest in tipex. You could get the O's around the nipples. Horror. Wait, does yeah, that you work? Could. You could. It pretty much works. Does that I think work? It'll work? I know it works. I don't know. Yeah, it works. <laughs> it works. I'll tell you what, we'll test it tonight. You can do a dry run. <laughs> dry run. <laughs> get the tipex out or anything else that will appear on your skin. If I tipex yeah. my chest, it might not show up as well. Or his chest will disappear. Where's his chest? He's tipexed it out. <laughs> Bloody hell! He's just float. He's just floating arms and a head. There, what's going on? That reminds me. I saw. I saw a meme of a of a guy in in camouflage, but in a high vis high vis jacket on. And someone Whoa. said, "Someone said, does he want to be seen or not?" That's so weird. That I'm swear, I see red something really similar. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. It did amuse me. I was like, yeah. Get get a camouflage on. Where are you going? I'm just off, off out hunting. High vis on as well. <laughs> High vis on as well. See you later. Yeah, looking forward to the boogeyman. Looks good. Uh, have you, did you see the trailer for it? Are you avoiding the trailer? Are you just? Um, it's one of those things where I've not. I don't think I need to see the trailer. Uh, I think I saw the first teasery one that came out a while ago. I'm very curious because I mean the boogeyman short story was a kind of a precursor to it. I think mm. it's kind of what turned into it. But the Boogeyman short story is very short. It's pretty much just a guy in a... Uh, I think it's pretty much one scene, a guy talking to a psychiatrist or something, and the Boogeyman oh, turns okay. up. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much what happened, but it's good. I'm here. I'm safe from the Boogeyman uh, talking to my psychiatrist. Oh, you never guess what the Boogeyman's turned up. I was talking <laughs> to someone paid... about... Um, sorry, go on. I completely interrupted. I'm out of practice. I'm out of practice. Go on. You you know you know me. You can interrupt me as often as you want, but if you do it again, I won't know. You carry on. Uh, I was going to say now. I was talking to someone about um, uh, Rob Savage's work, and we talked about Host. And I was like, Host is a great film. Host is the kind of film that anyone who has a passing interest in horror could really, really enjoy. But Dashcam, even though it's a harder one to just recommend to anyone, I think Dashcam feels like a much cooler, more unique film. Dashcam, I think, is like one of my favorite. Horror yeah. movies in in a few years, like it's so yeah. unique. But it will be really interesting to see how he tackles like this. So, what was the one with the is it salt? Salt is that something else? Yeah, that you, you did. Yeah, the yeah, short so film. Yeah, that that is more of a like um, blockbuster style horror movie, isn't it? In short yeah. film format. So, I think you can see the potential for him as a filmmaker in that. Um, and do you think Dawn he'll the, do Dawn it? of the Death as well? Dawn of the Death, yeah. Hmm. Do you think he'll do a David Sandberg and start directing superhero movies after this, or do you think he'll stay in horror? I think. See, I think you got to see how this one's received, isn't it? Like, um, it'd be yeah. good for him to stay in horror, but I don't know. I have a little dabble in a superhero movie. I feel like if I was a filmmaker in a superhero, if I got the opportunity to to, to direct a superhero movie, I would probably just go. Probably just yeah. do it, not one out. See what happens. I'll not one out. And, I'll not one out, and then I'll direct a horror movie, a uh, superhero <laughs> movie. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch? Um, so, uh, you did watch it, Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Yeah. How did How did you feel about it? Because that's got some like horror elements to it in a way. Yeah, very, I guess kind of, very kind of, very kind of. Yeah, yeah, it does. There's definitely some elements of it in there. Um, I thought it was good. I was glad that it was more of a felt like more of a standalone thing. I always feel like. 
those films struggle the most when they're kind of like leaning into bringing in i don't know multiverses and setting up villains and stuff so i don't know it felt like a despite the fact it's a big space story it felt mm. a lot more small small scale you you enjoyed it as a yeah yeah uh yeah i loved it to be honest i mean i um just really enjoy james gunn's style of films like i love the suicide squad i'd i'd know that they're not perfect movies like i know that there's like always like holes and stuff you can find in them but there's just like some like the intention or the the chaotic joy like the punk punky joy where people just start dancing i've been to someone dancing in like every single one of his films potentially uh but yeah. it's like I don't mind. I just really enjoy it. Like it feels like that's how movies should be made in a way. Like they shouldn't be utterly perfect. They should be kind of yeah, joyous collaborative experiences. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. And the fact that it kind of leans so heavily into Rocket's story. I mean, I kind of felt like mm. I was kind of out I I kind of wasn't bothered either way about about that film and it, it did a really good job of like capturing my attention and drawing me right in. So. Yeah, I was I was completely. I mean, I was I'm, I don't know, kind of fell out of love with Marvel for a bit. I didn't even get to watch the last few. But then I saw the trailer for this one, and even the trailer made me emotional. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, Ooh. let's see, let's see. Very nice. I didn't. I, I wasn't a big fan of Adam Warlock. I think that was the only thing. Um, yeah, I think he was he was represented so well in the Guardians of the Galaxy game that this if i kind of felt like is he really needed there it kind of just felt like he was just thrown in and then kind of a bit of a bit of a sort of punchline character right yeah i mean i didn't i haven't played the game i know that the game's actually really good right yeah the, the game's good yeah not like one of my out and out favorites but still fun mm. for like a sort of story-based game um yeah. and the like co-op play not co-op between you and a, an actual other person but i mean like the fact that you can yes yeah. Because you can only play as Peter Quill, but you kind of like do little combos yeah, yeah. with everybody. It's good. Um, yeah, I mean, apart from that, in terms of news, there is Creepy Pasta viral horror stories coming to life on Screenbox. It's available now. So it's a yeah, just exactly what it sounds like. So it is a anthology based film. Um, which is obviously based on the the creepy pasta short stories from years gone by. Are creepy pastas still like coming out brand new, brand spanking new? Are they kind of? Um. Well, it's kind of. I mean, I imagine so. I mean, that no sleep podcast is pretty much where that stuff gets put mm. out mainly, right? And there's the the no sleep Reddit and stuff. I guess so. A bit out of touch with it. There's also Mr. Creepypasta, who's like a big oh, yeah. YouTube person. Yeah. Um, I really like Creepypastas. It does feel like like a from a bygone era in some ways. Yeah, it does. It definitely does. I feel the same about that, yeah. It kind of feels like, oh yeah, creepypasta, yeah, we we all know what they are, of course. But now it's strange that now of all times they've decided to make something like that. But I guess it's on Screenbox, which I actually don't think you can get in the UK. So, what is a screen box? It's a VPN. It's just like a sort of video on demand service that, um, I guess similar to Shudder in a way, but rather than being like original screen box things, I think just I think goes up on there. Like, uh, Pennywise, the story, the 
story of it. Um, like the making of the 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 nineties oh. miniseries was on there. Oh, Scream um, Box. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, it is like Shudder. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think I was saying? The Screen Box, like uh, TV screen. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, Screen Box. Yeah. That's where that's where I saw Living with Chucky documentary as well. Um, but yeah, they've got like loads of loads of interesting films that maybe you like. I wouldn't know where else to find them. I think you can get it on via YouTube and Roku and Prime Video somehow. Mm. But you know, go and Google. I ain't doing the admin, mate. All right. <laughs> I ain't doing the bloody admin. So yeah, that's out now. That could be interesting. Um also last night was the PlayStation showcase. Yeah. Um, which streamed. Did you watch it? I so... saw some of the videos this morning. Um, and I watched like ten minutes of like the countdown to the to the, to the event on YouTube, and I was like, "It's gonna yeah. take ages." Uh, so <laughs> I watched the Spider-Man Two game trailer this morning, which is full of enemy stuff. Yeah, I mean that was like an extended sort of gameplay, and that was kind yeah. of unexpected. Um, that looks amazing. But... To be perfectly honest, like the yeah. games these days, like AAA games, especially Insomniac AAA games, like. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of perfectly put together. Like everything looks so well. So well I remember done. when you used to web swing from the sky, like on the PS One Spider Man game, on quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. And now you're like, I don't know, drag being dragged along by a helicopter while yeah. things things explode and there's a, a lizard L- in the coming w- out of the floorboards trying to get you and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's, insane. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, that looks great. But I mean, the, the thing I was going to mention was Alan Wake. Two, so there's like an extended trailer now from Epic mm. Games and Remedy, and I mean it looks great. Um, it looks, it looks like there's more than one playable character, so you can play as Alan Wake, but you can also play as someone called Saga Anderson, who's an FBI agent with a reputation for solving unsolvable cases. And it looks like there's some sort of combination between those two working together in Bright Falls. And I've already already read from um, what's his name, Sam Lake. Is that the guy, the Max Payne looking yeah. guy, Max the Payne Max guy. Payne looking guy, even though <laughs> the Max Payne face guy. Um, yeah. And he said it's going to be more of a horror film, which is interesting, uh, more of a horror game, which is interesting because if you've played the original, like there are a lot, of, there's a lot of horror going on there, but apparently mm. that's, oh, that's just a, just a f- action thriller in comparison to what this one's going to be. Um, it being and- quite scary, the first one. Yeah, it's pretty scary. It's like isolated. It's like weird, like shadowy people and stuff. And yeah, yeah. But it's, it's and it's a re- it's got a release date as well. So I think nobody kind of knew when it was going to be coming out. So seventeenth of October, twenty twenty three. Another weird thing. Apparently, it's going to be digital only, which is which is interesting. But still, mm. um, yeah. But looking forward to that. That was really like the only sort of horror stuff that was on the PlayStation Showcase, except for Resident Evil Four VR. Which just looks like ten types of stressful, doesn't it? I thought they'd uh, that was already out. Resident Evil Four VR, this remake VR. I think it was Village VR, was it not? This is mm. Resident Evil Four VR already out. Oh, they showed something. They showed something. Maybe they're just showing the same thing. <laughs> they're going. Remember that Unless thing? It's like still exists. Uh, maybe it's like a PS VR two thing. Because the, the VR one's definitely Good out point. on Oculus good point it must be a psv vr2 thing yeah um but yeah looks great um and alan wake 2 looks great i mean as, as i mentioned before i was late to alan wake i only played it for the first time when when the game was remastered 
fairly recently. So yeah. looking, for, but yeah, definitely looking forward to doing that. And maybe we'll do another sort of bonus episode because um, we did a bo- bonus episode with Jem Carmella of the My Turn podcast talking about the first yeah. game. So we should probably do the second game as well. That makes all types of sense. Uh, and the, the last thing I got news is just this random headline I saw, which is apparently there's a finished Alien versus Predator anime series locked up in the Disney Vault. I don't know what that means or who who has found out about that. What's this in here? Oh, old <laughs> series. Oh God, it's, it's, out, it's out. It's out. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Uh, oh, that's that's bad. That's bad. Acid blood all over. Ah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. So apparently that exists at Disney Plus, which is Alien versus Predator anime. Ten series. episodes of a fully complete Alien versus Predator anime series that somebody produces in the can. This is what somebody has said. In the can. Eric Eric Calderon is the writer. David Baker. Josh Izzo. Um. Izzo what? Former, former director. <laughs> what is he? Josh, <laughs> what are you? Um, director of licensing at 20th Century Fox. He's former though. Sounds like he's been sacked, right? And he's gone right. That's it. Remember that anime series I made? I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna blow the lid clean off this. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that could be interesting. I, I definitely watch that. If somebody said check this out, I'd be all over it like a. Like Did a wet you flap. watch the um the trailer or the teaser for the Gremlins? Uh, animated oh that secrets show. of the mogwai thing no I, I saw that a trailer was out but i didn't i didn't watch it How's that yeah, looking? It's, yeah it's interesting i mean uh i don't know if we necessarily need it i mean it's weird cause it takes place it's more about like the deep in like digging into the law of mogwai which i mean do we need much more law about the mogwai i don't know yeah i will definitely watch it i'll tell you that yeah, I mean, whenever I see something Gremlins, it just reminds me to go and watch the Key and Peele sketch about uh, Gremlins too, every yeah. time, which I know we've mentioned before, but still, yeah. okay, I need to watch that again. Um, but yeah, there's like a Skull Island uh, animated series that's been announced as well, isn't there? Like a Kong animated well, series based on, on the Those King Kong, that that's Kong, Kong Skull Island uh, film and the Godzilla vs. Kong movie. I think they're great. I think they're fantastic. The other day I was at my friend's house, through we talked about this, and then we were looking through movies to watch. And then we went past Godzilla vs. Kong. My friend said, Is that the one with? And I said, Yeah, that's the one with Godzilla and Kong in it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, Godzilla, yeah, yeah. And Kong? Yeah. yeah. Haven't yeah. isn't haven't they announced a newer one which is like called Godzilla X Kong? Like Godzilla yeah. Times Kong. I mean, you got no chance. Yeah. I mean, what, Mexican... what does that mean? That's like a rap collaboration, right? When it's the X. Yeah. Like they're producing a track together. Godzilla, X Kong, the new empire. Like, what, what could be left for to take them down? You know what I mean? Yeah, because they did the Mecca one. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't really know. I don't know the King Kong or the Godzilla lore that well, but there's a lot of lore. Yeah, there's um, a lot of. But I think we've seen all the all the big ones, haven't we? Like uh, uh, the big free-headed one. Mofra's not even a bad guy, girl. Um, what what's left? What could there be? Maybe the nineteen ninety seven Godzilla turn up. Have you seen uh son of the son of Godzilla, who's like a little man sized oh, yeah. Godzilla? Yeah, he's a legend. <laughs> Is he? What who's Godzuki? Is that someone else? Maybe that's Godzuki. Godzuki like sounds <laughs> like a like a side dish. Yeah, it does. 
Excuse me, have you got any Godzuki? No, sorry, we haven't. We don't do that here. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll just go somewhere else. We need Andy here to talk about Godzilla and all the Godzilla lore, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Um, okay, that is, that's it for horror news. I guess we should do what we've been watching. Uh, I mean, you can you can do the last however many months it's been since you've been on the podcast, or just a few things from the recent week or so. Hmm, okay, uh, hmm. so... I mean, let's have a quick look through the last year or so. Super Mario <laughs> Brothers movie. Year or so. Are you still lo- are you logging stuff on on Letterbox regularly? No, I don't use Letterbox like, at oh. all. Oh god. Um, what do you use? I do use Letterbox actually to look at other people's uh, reviews and and disagree with them. I do that quite <laughs> a bit. Yeah, um, you're full of shit. Five stars. In terms of like horror movies that I really really liked, um, uh, Infinity Pool. I don't know if you did an episode on it, did you? No, we didn't do an episode on it, but we, I think I'm pretty sure both me and Andy have seen it. But yeah, uh, I really liked it. I thought it was um, mm. like it made me feel weird, which is yeah. what you want. Like those yeah. bits. I mean, you probably just better already than I guess. Uh, but the bits where like you're seeing him get murdered, and like there's like blood pouring out of his stomach, and he's watching it, and he's like smiling. I don't know. It really affected me. I thought it was so weird. Um, I just really yeah. liked that film. I thought, and it was quite stylish. I loved like the title cards and stuff. Yeah, great title cards. Very stylish. Um, Mia Goff, obviously great. Although I don't yeah. ever want to hear her say the name James ever again. James. <laughs> yeah, come on, James. Because <laughs> yeah. she like, turns into like a different person, like. Yeah, almost like a different act. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's because like she's really well spoken in English in real life, isn't she? So hearing her do do these like, well, no, she is English in that film, isn't she? But I yeah. feel like hearing her do anything like when she does Pearl, when she does any other accent, it's very strange. So yeah. it almost feels like she's putting it on in Infinity Pool, but I'm like it's closer to her actual her actual accent. Yeah, and there was that like pure. I mean, I know people like Possessor quite a bit, and I did like it, but I feel like I much preferred. This, in terms of like a horror film and a Cronenbergian horror film, you know, especially that psychedelic yeah. sex scene, which was utterly bizarre. I think it was like three other people in the cinema when I went to watch it, and there was like two <laughs> old ladies watching it, and uh, one either side of you. <laughs> I don't think they were having a good time. Um, well, I've got to get farting. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus, bloody hell, you can't blame it on anyone else as well. There's only three other people, only two other people in there. Bloody hell, what's that? It's a drainage system. <laughs> um, <laughs> what else did I watch? Um, we talked about Guns Galaxy Free. What's the other thing? I was actually going to say. Uh, oh, I've just watched so many Evil Dead films recently. Um, yeah. I've seen Evil Dead Rise twice for some wow, reason. Okay. It's not because like I really really enjoyed it, which I, I didn't quite like it, but it's just because I went once and then my friends were like, "Do you want to go watch it?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay." Um, so I watched it twice, and I watched the I watched the 2013 one last weekend, and I've got to yeah. say, I still much much prefer the 2013 one to Evil Dead Rise, but yeah. uh, that 10 year difference, like maybe it's a budget difference or something, but the effects and everything on the newer one are like way more advanced yeah. than okay than what they were doing in the 2000. When you watch the 2013 one now, it feels quite tame in, in the production value. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's all just like one little location and and stuff, and it's like a shitty little cabin. Uh, but they do a lot with it. Like they go to town with what they do in that little cabin. But the 
this apartment building and the new one, like it just feels like much bigger, much grander affair. I'll tell yeah. you what about the new one, which uh, I thought both times I watched, I can see where uh, maybe a producer or someone has said, we need a death scene right at the start. Do you remember the start of the Evil Dead Rise? Mm-hmm. They're in the cabin and then you see someone yeah. get murdered. I don't think that film, that doesn't need to be in the film at all. Like it even detracts from the kills that are like later in the film. Like they yeah. reuse some of the same special effects and it kind of just spoils them. Like it doesn't need that that loop around, that yeah, wraparound I mean, story. Do you do. think like how it links to how it links to that original scene as well is probably not needed? Kind of just feels Yeah. It, yeah. it just just goes straight to the um the not hotel, apartment building. And just yeah. I, I can understand like why they would have got because it's like half an hour before someone dies, so they probably were like we can't wait for that long. Someone needs to die straight away. But I don't think it needs it. I think yeah. it kind of ruins it. But then again, you get that title card because of that death, don't you? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they were like, because the 2013 one does, does something similar. Like it's a really shocking start and it goes, yeah. ah, and not Evil Dead logo yeah. is a massive That's great one. though. I mean, I watched Insidious again recently as well. And I think it's such an effective way of a title card, just like shrill violins just yeah. like screaming at you. The, the the title as big as possible on the screen puts you on the edge. Even the title, yeah. even the title's scary. Ooh. God, what the movie's going to be like? Yeah. Oh God, I hate sans serif fonts. <laughs> the serif font. I hate them. Yeah. Get it out of my face. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Has there been any recent new releases, horror wise, that we've that obviously because I guess we've covered on the podcast, but it'd be good to get your opinion on them as well. Um, um, obviously, Evil Dead Rise was probably the speak no evil. Did you talk about that one? Um, I don't think we spoke about it on a main episode, but we did speak about oh, it a it? little bit. I think I think, oh, I think that's maybe a very upsetting film, incredibly <laughs> upsetting. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Oh, um, it feels like ages ago, but obviously, yeah, you would have missed right. that as well. So, so some, I guess, Megan was one. Uh, Hellraiser, Knock at um, the Cabin. Didn't watch Knock at the Cabin. Um, no, I read Skinner the book time ago. Skinner, no, I didn't watch it. I think um, it. I saw like a parody where someone had done like oh, an no. AI version of um, uh, the president's voice. And he says, "I've been yeah. Skinner, I'm in the house. I've been Skinner and it just sounded like absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> you coming out? You coming out tonight? I can. I, I'm afraid I have been Skinner Oh, we've um, all been there, mate. Oh no. Okay, so I definitely talked about this on on the podcast, Deadstream. Did I talk about it on the podcast? I don't know, actually. So we we did Deadstream when we did Fright Fest. Um, yeah. And we talked about Deadstream when we did our like year in review. Like, yeah. Uh, and for 2022. But I don't know. That might be my favorite, favorite horror film of that year. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It's um, definitely up. It's definitely up there, isn't it? Barbarian as well. It's mad. Yeah. Barbarian mad was great. Megan was good. I actually really liked Megan, I liked how it felt in tone similar to like Small Soldiers or Gremlins. Like it felt like <laughs> yeah. an old school kind of not family horror, but I don't know, family entertainment horror more than I don't know. Like it didn't feel as niche. It felt like it was made for a wider audience, and I quite enjoyed mm. it. And like Megan doing the, you know, when the, the music kicks in at the end, uh, yeah. the drum, the drum, drum beats start kicking in, and she starts dancing. For, for no reason before she murders that guy like that feels like 
I don't know, it reminds me of Ghostbusters or something. Like there's something <laughs> about the tone of it just it struck me as really fun. Um yeah, I don't know. What about you? What have you been watching? Um, so I watched a few things this week. I guess I just mentioned a couple of those. So I watched Alligator and Alligator 2, The Mutation. Now, Alligator is going to be the first film I talk about on Horror Hangout Bite Size. So if you fancy hearing my thoughts, um, slightly longer, but still bite-sized. <laughs> you know, I want to hear yeah. more of those thoughts. Hang on, that's too many. Small, A little small amount of those thoughts. If you'd like that, then go and check that out on Patreon. Um, but yeah, great creature feature. Really enjoyed it. Like for 1980, it's aged really, it's aged really well. Mm. Um, the alligator feels like a kind of a Jules level threat. The effects are good. Like the deaths are good and like shocking. Robert Forster is the lead in it from uh, Jackie Brown and obviously uh, Breaking Bad and stuff. Really weird. He's kind of like, he's finning on top, but only a little bit. But it gets mentioned like four or five times in the film. They go like, oh, male pattern baldness. So you, uh, and someone else just goes, why'd you wear your hair like that? Really weird. It's like he said, I've, I'm have i feeling really, really upset about my hair. Can you not mention it, please? And the director's gone, I'm going to mention it every turn in this script, like four or five times. Um, but Alligator's great. And so both of these are available on Shudder now. And Alligator 2, The Mutation, which I think was like a director video sequel, is is pretty bad, actually. The, the dropping quality is bad. Um, it's not really linked to the first film at all. It's not that they've gone... There was an alligator knocking about a couple of years ago. Guess what? Another one's back or it's back. This one, they kind of just <laughs> sort of brand new story. Um, and I think some of the shots from the original are even like reused in the sequel. Like you go, I don't know. Uh, that's yeah. the exact shot of that alligator's eye. or That's the exact shot of it like going into the water. So yeah, pretty cheap. Um, I also watched Starship Troopers for the first time in a little while. I watched it uh, as well recently for the first time oh, in a little did? while. Yeah, for the first time in a little while. So I was gonna, I couldn't make it to the Forbidden Worlds Film Festival, which is where it was showing in Bristol on an IMAX screen. I kind of felt a bit left out, so I was like, I'm gonna have to watch it. So I watched it the same night it was screened. Um, and yeah, it's amazing that it? like it's, mm. I think it's misunderstood, underappreciated, but I'm glad that it's like found its audience now, hasn't it? It seems that people understand what kind of film is supposed to be like. It is satire, but. You can enjoy it for if you don't want to pay attention to that stuff, the satire stuff, you can still enjoy it for what it is, which is just like the relentless brutality of mm. humans versus bugs on the battlefield. And yeah. Yeah. When I was a kid, I just really liked it. I think mainly because it was like cool soldiers fighting like mutant yeah. giant bugs. But yeah, as as you get older, you appreciate it more and more for the satirical elements. I mean, Paul Verhoeven, when I think of Robocop, perfect movie. Yeah, Total Recall, not a perfect movie, but I still very much like pretty it. Pretty close, pretty yeah. close. Uh, yeah. Slash of Troopers, I would say, is a perfect movie. Like it feels like it hits all of the nails on the heads that it's aiming for. That makes sense. Yes, exactly, most definitely. And then Hollow Man as well. That's ah. not a not a perfect movie, but you know, good movie. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's got Show a girls. Good, good track record. Showgirls, yeah. Showgirls. That was the movie. Basic Instinct as well. Yeah, I mean, all of these films are like iconic in in their own way, aren't they? They kind of like defined yeah. a a time of a cinematic time. I do kind of feel like he could have just made Robocop, and like he would still go down as one of the best filmmakers ever. Ever, just because Robocop, I think, is it's not only just a perfect film, but it's 
it's like a, I don't know, like you could watch that movie at any point. But like even when I like to watch reaction videos on YouTube and watching people react to the like, Robocop catching the keys. Do you know what I mean? yeah. that moment when he goes towards the car for the first time? Yeah. And he catches the keys and the music kicks in. Yeah. Or like the bit when it's like his footsteps are just walking down the, the, the like the hallway and all the police people are like, what's that? <laughs> like trying to find him and he just said, that's, that's a bloody robo. That's a robot cop. That is. is that a robot cop? Yeah. Uh, that's like pure cinema. Pure cinema. Pure magic, cinema. Man. And a great yeah. title as well, because you know you know exactly what you're getting yourself in for, don't you? You're like, Total yeah. Recall? What does that mean? That could mean one of a billion things. Robocop. What, could you, what could you call Total Recall, though? Uh, mind on Mars. Imaginary adventure to Mars. <laughs> Imaginary Maybe. adventure to Mars. Question and, mark. And your wife is... Uh, not really your wife at all. Um, yeah. yeah, just a spoiler, if anything. Um, yeah. And the only other thing I watched was... Um, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but Sisu. Oh Sisu? yeah, I want to watch that. Yeah, Sisu. Uh, Sisu. Yeah. Sisu, maybe. I don't know. Um, so pretty simple premise. There's like a Finnish guy, like a Finnish veteran or former former war former war dude. Yeah, <laughs> who's who's like a really hard to That's kill. What they should have called it. Former yeah. war dude. Former war dude. It's really hard to kill, like um, John Wick, Logan type guy um who just takes on a bunch of nazis and and this is exactly what you expect it to be like yeah loads of brutality good mm. action um yeah just a really sort of like simple simple watch you could you could watch it on mute and you'd know everything you need to know no i don't suggest you do that but yeah yeah that was good but yeah that's pretty much that's pretty much it for this week interesting i don't think that's it I don't think that's playing at the cinema, isn't it? Here, which is a bit disappointing. It was, yeah, um, it was, but like brief, very briefly in the cinemas, wasn't it? Because it was at, I think it was at Fright Fest as well, you know, Fright Fest Glasgow, yeah. which was like one of the sort of higher profile releases. Um, yeah, I mean that is it, apart from the film of the week, which uh, you did choose, and strangely, you, did you didn't. You, strange, well, I think you chose it. Strangely, oh. you didn't choose the Cat People remake, which was initially what we were trying to edge you towards. Oh, <laughs> I was surprised by that. Yeah, I I do want to watch that at some point. Actually, the remake it looks it looks very uh heaty, heated, heated, very heated, yeah. very 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 sexy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you instead you chose quite a highbrow movie, quite a highbrow intense intense one. Would you say highbrow? I don't remember choosing this movie, to be perfectly honest. Uh, oh, yeah, like it, that, is it? Oh, it you forced me into it. But I think it's been on my to-watch list for a little while. and I've, yeah. I was always looking for an excuse to watch it. Um, and I I guess I I knew it was, I knew it was about... I mean, if... if uh, what's his name? Uh, the Robocop. Paul Verhoeven directed it. It would have been called Tentacle Sex Thing. It would have been called Tentacle Divorce. Tentacle divorce, yeah. Tentacle divorce. So I watched this. I only watched it for the first time um, back in January, I think, mm. um, when it when it arrived on UK Shudder. Is it still on on Shudder in the UK? Is it still there? I had to That's rent gone. it off Prime. Yeah, it's gone for three pound fifty. Like... And then I pressed play. Then had to go and do something else. Forgot about it. Went back to watch it a couple of days later, and like you have to re-rent it. Oh, that's disgraceful. That's the noise it? I made. <laughs> yeah, it is disgraceful. So I ended up paying oh, seven quid. Hell. 
but you know, it's worth it. Mm. Yeah, and the sort of film we are talking about is Possession, which is a 1981 psychological drama and horror film directed by Andre Zalowski and written by Zalowski and Frederick Tutin. Uh, the plot follows the relationship between an international spy, is he, and his wife, who begin yeah. <laughs> exhibiting increase, who begins exhibiting increasingly disturbing behaviour after asking for a divorce. Um, yeah, so the spy is played by Sam Neill and his wife Isabel Adjani. Um, and I've been watching some sort of kind of like video essays about this the last couple over over the last couple of days, and it's really quite fascinating um, about like the cast and sort of like the making of the movie as well. I guess we we'll get mm. into a bit of that. Um, but yeah, in terms of ratings, it's got a seven point three on IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes eighty six percent, critic score seventy eight percent, audience score, uh, the Metacritic score seventy five. Are we saying 75 or is Metacritic 75%? It doesn't matter, does it? Um, 4.1 on Letterboxd. And here are some choice reviews. Uh, Zara says the scariest part was the fact that they named their child Bob. Four and a half stars. Bob might have just been a little nickname, Zara. Okay. Yeah. You're still giving the film four and a half stars. Poor Bob. He gets caught right in the middle of it, doesn't he? Um, Dirk H says, fascinating, unrelenting, chaotic, kinetic, evil, deranged space, uneasy, perverted. And if you look at the first letter of every single word, it says fucked up. Okay. <laughs> wow. This what, guy is that, knows... what is that called when you do that? Well, you have that? Yeah. I'll tell you what it's called, Luke. Genius. Okay. Yeah. This guy, this guy, we've all got letterboxed accounts. Okay. This guy, he's really. He's making us all look ridiculous on Letterboxd. Four and a half stars. Camilla says, my grandma thought I was watching porn when Camilla. I was actually listening. <laughs> Camilla. Camilla. My grandma thought I was watching porn when I was actually listening to Isabel Ajani scream for two hours straight. Two stars. I was thinking that. That scene, like, you know, when you, oh. as we watch horror movies or like random movies, there's always a sex scene and someone walks in at the wrong time. Yeah, I think it'd be worse if they came into what and they were like, "What are you watching when you saw this film?" There's bits in this film where I was like, "This I could never explain what what, what's happening." Yeah, someone walks in at the wrong part, and you happen to have your trousers down as well. <laughs> it's porn, honest. It's porn, honest. It's fine. What were you, what were you doing? I had an I had an itch. I couldn't get it get to it from, get to it from my jeans. Uh, and Stevie says he was a squid, she was a girl. Can I make it any more obvious? Yeah, I mean that that bit's overegged quite a bit. It's all about tentacle, like hentai, tentacle sex, but there's not a huge amount of ten, not enough tentacle sex for me, to be perfectly honest. I need no. a bit more, a little bit more. Did you need more actual possession as well? Because that was kind of yeah, that's pos- a weird name. It's it's like a thematic possession about needing someone else or something. Like, I don't know really why they call it possession. Yeah. There's a lot, isn't there? There's a lot to unpack. There's some two two incredibly intense performances where i just kept thinking these are great performances but at the same time i'd be like if you knew someone who acted like either of them you'd just be like ah, oh just give it a rest for god's sake do my head in. yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's weird but like it feels like there's i mean it's so much who was it said they were like it was frenetic and crazy or whatever it feels like it's too much to the point where it, it kind of feels like noise like it's just so yeah. much shouting and so much movement and it was only after like watching like a couple of YouTube videos about it afterwards that like it felt less like nonsense to me and more like there's actual like intention with a lot of it because yeah. you're watching it, it's like I don't understand 
like it, it doesn't even like transition between scenes like a normal film like someone will walk one way and then they'll and they'll be dancing in the next scene or they'll be watching a film of a film like the film reel and it's a woman talking about some something really philosophical and you think i don't know what this is like irritating me i've no idea what the fuck's going on but it like obviously it there is a lot going on with it it just kind of goes over your head a little bit on that first watching yeah i mean if you don't know what you're getting yourself in for like i kind of just i don't know when i first got into it i kind of thought like it's probably going to be like a bit of an art house film but you know with and it definitely wasn't like what i was expecting but at the same time there are like there's some really like impactful scenes a lot of the visuals are yeah are really are really memorable like even from that that image you've got in the background where she's just like a blood down her gob all the yeah time. Her, her eyes uh isabella ajani her mm. eyes when she's like staring at the camera because she does that a lot like stares directly maybe not in the camera but like just below it or something but yeah. like it's really haunting and strange and she does it an awful lot yeah so she won um, Best Actress at the 34th Cannes Film Festival for this. Um, and apparently she'd been like kind of blacklisted for a while. Um, Which a lot is of difficult f- to work with. Yeah. Difficult to work with, yeah. So Stop looking at she- the camera. Jesus Christ. Can you just do the scene, please? And she's like slinging her shopping around. She, she's just been to quick save and she's just smashing yeah. everything against the wall. Fuck's sake, actually roll <laughs> let's do it <laughs> that bit was just a meltdown that, that was yeah. nothing to do with the nothing to do with the film tantrum yeah a big tantrum um yeah and i think from from sort of research researching more into it like after watching it it was not marketed very well i don't think in the united states when there was a heavily cut version that yeah. american audiences saw and i think it was kind of marketed as like a video nasty as well Rather than like, I mean, a you film, could probably but... cut a uh, cut a video nasty out of this, but I mean, mm. I don't know actually. I don't know how that would work. I don't think it would work, and I don't think it did. Apparently, yeah, I don't think it did. Um, but yeah, I guess it's been more positively praised in in recent years and gained a bit of like a cult status rather than when it was released. And I think people were just saying it was a bit, yeah, nuts, but. Obviously, the central psychosis of Anna isn't like, despite it being called possession, there's no, no like demonic possession. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that refers to. I'm trying to think about like the thematics of what happens, and the only thing, link I can come to is that. So this is essentially like a breakup movie, right? And I, yeah. I feel like he, Sam Neil, like wants to possess her or something but i don't even know if that's quite right yeah i mean i i don't know either (laughs) but i kind of (laughs) but i kind of think maybe the possession is so so i've read a number of things which say that obviously there's this tentacle creature but a number of critics kind of say the, the tentacle creature doesn't exist within physical reality and it may be a reflection of anna's psychosis but i'm almost like it's a bit of a cop out isn't it yeah, it struck me as the kind of film where there's clearly a breakup and it's a toxic relationship and they're two ca- two incredibly passionate characters linked by like a, a kid that have got a son. Um, and it almost feels like the possession is like Anna's idea of wanting to escape this relationship and start a new life, whether that be with a, yeah. new, pers- a new person or just like a completely new journey in her life. And that, that tentacled creature... <laughs> 
whether this is correct or not, represents that freedom, that other world away from Sam Neill, which is so bizarre. It looks obviously it's bizarre, it's terrifying, it's horrible, but maybe yeah. that's just her leaving that toxic relationship and going out on her own is represented by fucking a, a tentacle well, squid squid monster. I, I do agree with that to some extent, but I think the film's the way the way I picked up at the start is that he's been I didn't even know he was a spy, by the way, until no. I, I looked it up on Wikipedia. I feel like he'd be a terrible spy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought he'd been off doing a job somewhere, spying apparently. Um, and then she'd been left alone for a long time. So she kind of yeah. makes a new Sam Neil. So I yeah. I kind of got the impression that like Oh she yeah, of course. Fashioned stuff. A new one. And like the squid guy was her making yeah. one because he'd been away. But he'd been like, away by go on, sorry. Fashioned the person who was like um exactly L- loving what she, what she and, wanted. What yeah. she wanted from that. And I guess that's where the, the doppelganger motif kind of appears and like yeah. there's obviously a doppelganger of her as well, which no one seems to realise is just her. They're just like, Bloody hell, you look like her, don't you? A little bit. Yeah. That is strange. I don't I don't understand where that one came from. The other her. Yeah. Is it supposed to be another because the the Sam that's the thing about this film, is there's a lot of like uh wishy washy uh, thematic yeah. stuff where you feel like is that is that supposed to be like a physical real thing in the story or is it meant to be yeah a bit more you know take from it whatever you want like an impressionist yeah. reality well, that's the thing like you could just yeah an impressionist reality or you know it seems like this the doppelganger of anna called helen mm. who's like a, a teacher she's like much more gentle and perhaps she represents what sam neil wants in a partner and anna's when yeah. she makes a doppelganger of sam neil that's what she wants in a partner. Sexy tentacle monster. Sexy tentacle monster. I don't know how the other guy comes into it. The the sort and of Heinrich. Heinrich. He's, he's like a new a new agey dancing. I didn't really understand his thing, but he rides a motorbike. He only wears white, and he like he's very handsy. Too I don't handsy. know why. I thought maybe he was like her, um, like gay best friend <laughs> you don't you don't need hey, it Kidman, yeah yeah like but no is that like uh it's weird how that there's like the other man but then the other man sort of is obsessed with her in his own own way and him and sam yeah. neil come together as like enemies initially but then almost like bond in their in yeah. their like the fact that they've both lost her very strange it's um worth noting as well so where i mean he himself probably had to uh, fight for his ex's attention from a tentacle monster, I imagine. Or <laughs> we've all been there, we've all been there. Was, oh, come on, do you want to give it another go? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I guess, yeah, in terms of the cast, we've obviously already mentioned Sam Neill, and uh, Sam Neill's great, by the way. He's uh, yeah. much more, I mean, he isn't the tentacle monster, but he is just as Wrigley. Like he seems to move around <laughs> constantly. Like his yeah. arms are constantly. In fact, uh, every character in this yeah. film's arm put upon these characters, these actors. Yeah. Sorry, because it's almost like it's too much, and you think these performances can all be like that. So I think he's gone. Listen, you know, in Talladega Nights, where uh, Thingy says, "I don't know what to do with my hands," and his hands keep coming into the screen. Yeah, it's like he's said, "I'm waiting to do." Some... He's made everyone really self-conscious about their hands. You're not doing enough acting with your hands. What? <laughs> yeah. More, you know, more, more yeah. hands. More, more hands. <laughs> yeah. Heinrich knew the job. He like yeah. more hands. Got it. I'm a pro at this. 
constantly yeah. touching people. <laughs> constantly touching people. Uh, yeah, but th- this is like early on for for Sam Neill. He's but he was in the Omen three this the same year as that. Before that, he'd been in a handful ah, yeah. of films from like 1975 yeah. onwards. But I guess he hadn't sort of broken into the mainstream just yet. When did he break mm. into the mainstream? Kind of like, I was going to say Dead Calm. What was that, like 89? Um, this around yeah. 81 was this one? Early 80s, I imagine? Early 80s, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, but it's pretty it's pretty fascinating to see him as, as, as an actor. Considering like, I think most of his performances now are quite, chill <laughs> except maybe like event horizon was probably the only other thing i'd put i'd say where he was going yeah full sam full sam neil the rest of them he's kind of like a bit of a straight straight guy isn't he yeah um, it's weird because as a kid i always thought like his alan grant mode was his prime mode but now after mm-hmm. seeing more of his films growing up i feel like yeah. evil horror guy is more his thing to do okay. so that's more his stick yeah like event right yeah not I Alan mean, Grant. No, yeah. I don't know. He's an interesting guy. He's a really interesting guy. Doesn't he yeah, like own is... like a farm or something now in New Zealand? Makes wine or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is he uh, just a man? This could be a prequel for for Jurassic Park. This could be Alan Grant's early early days. He wasn't off spying. He was off paleontologizing. That's not a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... What was the whole spy thing? I guess it's a uh, Berlin Wall thing. Like he'd been on the other side of the Berlin Wall. Yeah. So yeah. So this film is set in West Berlin, and I mean, it, I guess at this time of, uh, like in the early eighties as well. There's something about it, isn't it? It kind of feels. How would you describe West Berlin? And it's, I mean, pe- film critics might say something like, "West Berlin in itself is a character in this movie, perhaps the main character." Yeah. I I think you do get a few shots of like towers with like sentry guards in them and yeah. like watching over. And I think there is a feeling of this is almost like a cordoned off, like a little prison of a little town or something. I'm not entirely yeah. sure. It feels like that. the interiors feel strange because like their house feels a bit like it's very neutral, a lot of neutral colors, but like it's a bit of a mess in there, sort of like unkept. Uh, the exteriors are sort of all like concrete and tower blocks and mm. cars and stuff. There's not really any like greenery. And then the other interiors that we get is kind of like the sort of beat up town. Is it like a townhouse or something or beat up sort of like with all, with all like peeling wallpaper and yeah, slimy, like slimy beds, slimy beds. Yeah, it looks like the yeah. house in, Ho- in Home Alone 2 where all the traps are set. Yeah, you, there'd be a can of paint coming towards your head as you come around the corner. You could probably decorate that that beaten up room quite well. Like you could make a really fashionable, fancy like workshop style bedroom. If that makes sense, you could. I reckon yeah. you could. Lovely. You'd have to clean up after the old tentacle monster and some some dead bodies as well. There. Yeah. Um. Just a couple. But yeah. yeah. So. So obviously, yeah, Mark's a spy. He returns home to West Berlin after a mysterious espionage mission. Like, we didn't really find anything else about it. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was a spy for some reason. I thought he'd just been... Well, he has like a little table meeting and there's like five people that are like, we want you to come do more work or something. Uh... Or he's just an architect or something. We want to come. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so he goes home and... uh... He spends like a night with his wife, and they like it's not going well. They're 
it's very very cold the the it feels very mm. blue everything's very blue in that room yeah incredibly blue yeah it's everything looks blue and uh i i'd say that they're both feeling blue yeah yeah they've got a yeah. little son called bob short for bobbert uh bobbert robo bob <laughs> and <laughs> uh bob's a weird kid he's got like a really english accent has he got an English accent? I don't know. It seemed oh, like know. he's voiced by Vin Diesel. <laughs> Doing an rude. English accent. <laughs> Doing an I English accent. Bob. Bob. <laughs> Vin Diesel doing an English accent talking about Bob. Bobbert. Yeah. Uh Bob Bob's alright. He's kinda gets on with his days. He he's like jammed straight from the jam jar. I think he gets left home alone at one point. Oh, he yeah, actually he gets left home alone. Gym. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And he, he sets loads of traps it. and then for, falls for, for each of them. <laughs> the jam trap. <laughs> oh, the head's in the jam jar. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's almost like, obviously, the, the, the marriage is breaking, the marriage is breaking down, broken down, and talking yeah. about getting divorced and like who's going to have custody of Bob or Bobbert. But yeah, I mean, it's incredibly like intense. Like they, <laughs> I don't There's get it. On, I don't get the I don't get the feeling that they like hate each other, but like it's just yeah they they love each visceral. other. And he wants her to stay, but she keeps leaving and keeps she keeps saying I need I, I'm because she's found someone else or something. And there's one bit where Sam Neil's in a rocking chair and they're having a really passive aggressive conversation <laughs> as he's like rocking even further back and forward. And That's it's a great yeah. shot though, isn't it? Because it's kind of like the camera's right there in his face and he's kind of like going right up against it and going, <laughs> "Yeah, I've never rocked as hard as I am right now." <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. She keeps going. She keeps saying, "I've got to go somewhere," and she keeps returning. And every time she returns, she just gets more and more deranged. Like she starts like she puts a slice of bread on the top of the fridge for some reason, just leaves it there. And she she gets a slice, like a... The, a slice of bread under the fridge. It's a fridge sandwich. That is what <laughs> she's made there. Fucking <laughs> hell! Yeah, she's gonna eat everything. But yeah, she's she's deranged, but she's very like. Um, distant as well, like incredibly distant. Sunglasses on, kind of like. Yeah, she looks like. I mean, she ob, ob, like honestly looks like she's had some sort of psychotic breakdown. Like you know, you you. I don't know if you've met, ever met someone who's had a psychotic breakdown, or like when they're on drugs or something, and you're mm. trying to talk to them, and they're like eyes aren't focusing yeah. on you. They're somewhere uh, looking, looking at something. Look, yeah, looking through you almost. Yeah, and they're yeah. having like conversations that they're not really even talking to you. They're talking to something else. Um, yeah. And it's just like making like sausage meat for some reason, and she just, I don't know. She it's like everything's just like dialed up to eleven. Like so it's... is the so- is the sausage meat scene? Is that when um, Sam Neil like cuts himself with the like electric? Well, she, she cuts her own neck with the yeah. the, the turkey uh, cutter. It's thing, just also it's also intense. It's like one of those super toxic relationships where like you yeah. know is but like that's it's so intense. It's so visceral, like. It like they're one one of those relationships where you're like can't live with her, can't live without her. Because if I live without her, I'll go insane. But if I live with her, oh, I yeah. kind of want to kill her. It seems yeah. like one of those scenarios. It's weird, isn't it? Because yeah. so she cuts herself with it on the neck, and then she wraps it up like a thing. She leaves, walks into the room, she walks back in, and Sam Neil's like cut his arm with the like cut yeah. right into his sleeve with the thing oh, as well. Gonna cut, gonna cut your neck, are you? You wait there. I'm gonna cut my arm even. But ah. then they don't even talk about it. It's like just casually self-harming and casually self-harming yeah mm, poor yeah. bob poor bob 
He'd just have a bit of jam. That's all he wants. Um, what is Bob up to at that point? Like, if you were a, if you were Bob and your parents were like making fridge sandwiches, <laughs> which is which is like the, the nickname term for having a an argument. <laughs> oh, they're making yeah. fridge sandwiches again. <laughs> oh, so we talk about the scene in the uh, in the like restaurant. cafe or restaurant. So yeah, restaurant. So yeah, literally, they yeah. they sit like they sit like on like opposite each other on the corner of like this sort of seating thing. So they're like not really yeah. at the, they're not really at the same table, but they're next to each other, just looking in complete different directions, and have like the most it's like insane like argument. I guess it starts off as just shouting, but then he's smashing stuff and throwing chairs, and like people who work at the restaurant are, like trying to yeah, it's like a tag team in chef whites come running in, and like they uh... <laughs> what's what are that they called? the uh, Dudley Brothers routine where they uh... what's it called? 3D, yeah. Get a t- get a tables. Yeah, the teppanyaki him, and he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- table, ta- tables, ladders, chairs, match. Yeah, I mean it's ridiculous. Like he's throwing chairs around. Oh my um, god! It's like a it's like a Jerry Springer, an episode of Jerry Springer. God rest his soul. Yeah. It's just so intense, isn't it? It's just like. You are not the father. I mean, he is the father of Bob, but then he's like, "Fuck it, all right, that's it." It's just embarrassing, really. Recently, like we've all we've all had like disagreements in in public, and it does mm. sometimes feel like, no matter what they're like, they feel dialed up to eleven or whatever. But this is just, yeah, um, this is just insane. a referee runs into the ring, into the into the restaurant, <laughs> a bell a bell dings. What is Anna doing? Like while this is all I happening, think she just, just like... kind of slips away. Like, like they all jump on top of her, and then she just kind of crawls out from like a gap, and Classic. there's like it's the cloud, and Classic. arms and like legs are like pumping out of the jumping out of the cloud. Yes, it's good. <laughs> it's really Bob. Good and then Bob has like what I can only describe. It looks like he's going cold turkey, but like rather than coming off of heroin, he's coming off of of his relationship because he's sweaty and. And um, uh, like he's got stubble. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He's just, he's, just in, yeah. he's literally like like in agony. Like he's he's just writhing around. Um, yeah, in pain. And it it is almost like this end of the relationship and him kind of coming to terms. With the end of the relationship is being represented like she's a class A drug. Yeah, yeah. Because he he doesn't even know like how much time's passed. I think he says like, what time? What year is it? It's 2023. <laughs> Juman- Jumanji star. What year is it? It's 2023, mate. You've been split up with Anna for ages. I won't worry about it anymore. I can. can. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that that's incredibly intense. But I think it represents a lot of things well, but in, mm. in very heightened ways. So... Yeah, it's almost like... Like we were saying, like an impressionist reality, it's like none of this is actually happening, but the emotions, this is what it feels like, like visually represented. Yeah. So everything kind of moves how, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if it, I'm trying to think, yeah, if, if Pixar would do this, they would <laughs> do it in a side different way. <laughs> but. A lovely, cute tentacle monster. <laughs> um, it'd be fun for all the family. You get like cuddly toy versions of it, um, being sold. Yeah, it'd be great. We'd love it. There'd be a Fortnite skin. Yeah, of the, of the possession monster, Sam Neil, all depressed in his pajamas. 
doing a, doing a little emote, throwing chairs. <laughs> Very intense. So, so while Sam you know, is doing this, I think um, is about what's the name? Is it Anna? Anna, yeah. Anna's going on her own adventure. She um, goes to like a church, and there's like a scene where she's just like looking at uh, a Christ figure and moaning, and then she goes to pick up her fruit corner yogurts, and then. <laughs> Like has the is this the most famous scene you think from this film? Like where she's like moaning in the subway tunnel, and she has like yeah. a little yogurt. I think it's spasm. the most famous scene. So I've got it in the background here. She's having the yogurt yogurty spasm. Um, goes off to get a fruit corn. I guess it is. This is the most famous scene from it because it is like insane and a bit like out of nowhere, really, isn't it? It's not like you. What does this happen? Does this happen now? Or is this like a little bit? This is is this a little bit later? Is this kind of? Not too sure. I, don't know. I just remember she goes to see the church figure, the Christ figure, and then yep. she has this. So maybe, like, because this is the, like having a, a miscarriage, you think, right? Like, yeah, a really bad I've, one. Like, it's coming out I've, of her ears. Oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I think we do we do find out more about Heinrich Heimlich. Uh, okay, Heinrich first, and don't we? Don't we also see the? Because I distinctly remember watching that scene and thinking, oh, has she been impregnated by the tentacle monster? So I think maybe we'd seen it before, already. I don't know. Um, well, I'm a bit confused because when I was watching the YouTube videos, they were saying that the tentacle monster was the abortion. Or oh, like... that, that's yeah, yeah, I've heard that as well. Again, I don't really know. That's yeah. True. That's true, was not. So no I think that, that is kind of like a recounted moment that Anna is sort of when she's recounting to mark about what happened and then oh, okay. and then we and then yeah. it flashes back so i think so so initially so he receives a phone call doesn't he mark from anna's lover heinrich and then things start to make sense you think okay the reason she's being so distant the reason she the, she's going out all the time is because she's got another man and it's heinrich who yeah. is yeah as we said like he likes dancing they have a little bit of a scrap as well when mark goes around there uh <laughs> which is quite funny because he's kind of like wearing tap shoes, Heinrich, and he gives yeah, him a yeah. gives him like a swift boot in the face. Yeah. Um. So they have they have a bit of a, a bit of a dust up, and I think Mark meets Bob's teacher as well, who looks identical to Anna, but like different eye color, got like green eyes. Um. And again, he doesn't like mention. You look yeah. exactly the same as my wife. Is kind of like he's drawn to her in a way, and obviously we, as the audience, know it's because she looks like Anna. But the fact that it's never mentioned also makes it. Is he projecting that onto somebody else? Is does mm. does Helen in truth look nothing like Anna, and we're just seeing it from his point of view that that he's seeing someone who's like, oh, actually, you know what? This could be my new wife. Do you want to be my new wife? Yeah, that's a, yeah, interesting. Uh, is he just imagining that she looks that way? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because now, like, the violence is kind of, like, dialed up a bit because when after Mark, like, fights Hen- Henrik, Heinrich, mm. he then has a, like, he's, he's an altercation with Anna again and ends up sort of hitting her. And that's where, that's when she's got the, the blood down her face sort of thing. Yeah. That's, that seems really weird because you kind of feel like a fly on the wall because you're the, the, the camera's, like, right in the corner of this room mm. looking at looking at the door. And Mark and Anna are kind of like leaving the leaving the house, coming back in, like fighting each other, struggling. And you do kind of feel like, I guess, kind of feel like what Bob is probably witnessing, just 
sort of watching this unfold. Yeah. Why can't you just two just love each other? Oh, there's another fridge magnet sandwich. <laughs> um, <laughs> fridge magnet sandwich. Crunchy. <laughs> um, so around here, Mark Hyde's a private investigator, I think. Which is weird because yeah. he's a spy, so surely he'd be pretty good at that himself. Yeah, it'd be like if you're a plumber hiring a apprentice toilet. plumber. Toilet man. <laughs> a toilet man. Aren't you a plumber? Yeah, but it's dirty work, isn't it? It's dirty work. I'm not interested. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so the investigator follows Anna and, yeah, so it's really weird because he follows her for a while and then it's like a derelict apartment building. Derelict. Um, yeah. And he follows. How does he get in there? He says he's like a. He goes to the floor above, I think. Uh, Drops through. Like throw her up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a stomp through. <laughs> Lands like that. I don't know. Yeah, doesn't he, he says he needs to see something like the windows or something like that. Doesn't he say? Oh, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I'm from. I'm from the city. I work for the city. Sorry. Yeah. He's a class <laughs> inspector. The city and employed you. Um. Yeah, and that is when does he pretty much immediately stumble across the uh, the tentacled monster? Mm, not immediately. I think he's like looking around for a little bit, um, and then he's and I think she's at first she's trying to get him out, but then I think she kind of just gives in and just accepts the fate, and then he walks into the bedroom. Do we see it on the bed at this point? Just slopping around. Yeah, I think we do. Because again, it's everyone's got such a weird reaction to everything in this film. Like yeah. the 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 private investigator kind of just like is looking at it, staring at it. Like I think you would. I mean, I don't think you'd be scared. Like uh, what we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, Cat was saying that in horror movies and TV shows, when I see the, a dead body or something like weird, people scream their heads off, and it cuts to the next scene. I yeah. don't think you would. I think you'd be a bit more like, oh, what's yeah. What is that? Like you'd be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, that's a good point. Like from prom night from last week, somebody's head like got cut off at the prom and was yeah. rolling across the floor. But I think I would just I would never think it was a real head if that happened. Yeah. I'd be like I'd be yeah. like, Oh, it's a prank, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boot it. Or if and it turned out it was a real head, you'd be like, What? Is it? Whose head is it? What's going on? I don't think screaming is the first thing, because screaming is like Yeah. You'd be in denial, wouldn't you? You'd be in shock. Yeah. I think yeah, you'd be you'd you try and find the reality. Like you'd be like investigating, like what the fuck it I need to figure out what this is. And like he is kind of looking at it. And I'll be honest, even like I was watching it and we could pause the, the screen. So we're like looking at it, like what is that? Like you can't quite see it. Like it's just like a mess of slime and sludge and I mean it yeah. doesn't look doesn't look dangerous. It looks um kind of pathetic, <laughs> really. It doesn't look like it could get up. Like he couldn't no. even stand up. It kind of uh, looks like, um, you know, like in Prometheus when the xenomorph isn't a xenomorph, it's kind of just a, a sort of yeah. tentacled thing. And it's, yeah, it kind of just looks like gray and weird. And yeah. Yeah. And um, I think she says he's tired because he's been making love to me all night. And it's like, <laughs> it like gives it the thumbs up. I think it was thumbs up. I don't know what it did. But like it lifted something. <laughs> what a legend. He comes over to him and goes, my oh, man, five. sweet, sweet. <laughs> She's a married woman, mind you, dirty dog. Yeah, maybe this is where the possession bit comes from, because she suddenly goes, nah, and then she like attacks him. Is yeah. that the creature like forcing her to do that? Yeah, possibly. Maybe there's some sort of like telekinetic or tele telepathic 
connection. Yeah. Sorry. This whole like, element gave me a like. Uh, I mean, it happens again later on. You make a Hellraiser, Hellbound yeah. Heart sort of vibe. Hundred percent. I was. Fe- I definitely felt the same. Yeah, it's kind of like the. Even though Anna hadn't lured these people here, it did mm. kind of feel that sort of thing. It's like like she was um, killing these people as a sacrifice in a way. Yeah. To, to something like it's better better that she kills these people rather than them discover. Yeah, I don't, she's got... I don't think it eats the people or anything like that, but she does put the head in the crisper to keep it nice and crisp in the fridge. So <laughs> the crisper, not the crisper. <laughs> <laughs> she's like talking a witch. Oh, I could murder a fridge sandwich. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, but so yeah, she she kills the private investigator. She bottles him, broken bottles him. Bottle of uh, yeah, puts him inside a bottle. Bottle you for later. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. shrinks him down puts him in a bar and <laughs> then yeah but, but then there's the detective who's dead like i guess a few days go past but um the lover of that detective you know, i was confused but yeah. i didn't realize it was the lover initially i, can't remember I think how, i how think it wasn't supposed to be if uh, he wasn't letting that on initially he was like he he's not been here. he's like he works for him or something yeah and but, he then goes, when, but when he finds, yeah, but then he, because he becomes distressed, we realize that that there's something yeah. else at play. Yeah. Um, so exactly the same thing happens. He finds the creature, finds his, finds the detective's dead body. Well, he has a gun, Anna, doesn't he? How, how does he get shot? I can't remember how yeah, this works well, out. I think they have a bit of a Anna like attacks him. They have a they have a fight, and then she steals his gun, and shoots him, yeah. doesn't she? Um, and then still, whatever his name is, Blob. It's just there, like, I don't know. He's in the corner of the room now, isn't he? He's standing, yeah, and he's up. like, he's he's like got eyeballs now. I Develop think. shins. He's, he's got shins and eyes. Opposable thumbs as well. Opposable shins as well. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he's like, I think we get a good look at him face to face, and we see his little mouth, and he he does look like a, I don't know what you like, like a very tube like face. Tubular. He's got a tiny mouth. He's got a tiny mouth as well. His eyes are on the sides. When do so that's we how see... you know he's not a predator, right? Is it no? Because predators have their eyes forward. He's... That's how we know he's a horse. Because <laughs> <laughs> when do we see like the sexy the sex scene? Because that's there is l- a... later on. Like... Yeah. So I think that... now is oh. sorry, I was gonna say now is when Anna like recounts because it's weird, because Mark obviously doesn't get anything back from the <laughs> private investigator. Excuse me, can I just have an update, please? No, can't get can't get through to him. Probably dead. Um, but I think now is yeah. when she re- recounts her violent miscarriage, which is like in a subway, and it happened. But here, here in the description of the film, it says it happens while he he was gone. So it's like this whole oh, so it is a re- affair. Yeah, so you mean, affair has yeah. like happened. I say affair, affair slash birthing of this doppelganger squid person it's a strange yeah. sentence to make it even weirder like he's he's watching um a movie uh sam neil's watching a movie Shark made Tale. by <laughs> made by heinrich starring heinrich. uh anna who's like staring at the camera even a film within a film stop yeah. staring at the camera and uh <laughs> she's talking about i don't like some philosophical thing i'm not entirely sure what I'm sure there's an actual reason for what she's talking about, something like chance and belief, or or something. It'd be so weird when it'd be like, you know, your wife, yeah, she's been having an affair with this bloke, 
Okay, that's bad. Has he made any movies? <laughs> He's made a movie of it. <laughs> oh yeah, I know what to expect. If that's the case, I don't want to see it. No, no, it's great. It's great. You should watch it. I will. Yeah. And it is porn. Yeah. Oh god, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> and it is porn. Mac and god me. Damn it. Oh god. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch it, you know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, obviously the scene of the of the miscarriage is like it's weird because it's like she's thrashing around in pain, but it's almost got like a bit of a dance to it, isn't it? It's like yeah, there's a bit of I don't know, I can't remember. Is there any music to this scene? Can't remember. I don't think so. I remember her moaning a lot, and, and then she to, to free, <laughs> and then she uh like throws her bag of yogurts and milk into the side. Uh, and then she falls, yeah. And then she starts like, like starts like foaming out of the ears and mouth and stuff. Because mm. like it's like blood, but also like sort of other creamy fluids, isn't it? Very like creamy coming out. Of, very creamy. But I tell you what, cost of living these days, you couldn't be throwing your shopping around like that in the eighties. Maybe you must have been able to get away with it. Who knows what the price was like in West Berlin? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a scene that you you. Could, will definitely stare with people after watching. Maybe more so than the actual tentacle sex scene. Um oh, this yeah, is like a so. genuinely bizarre bit of cinema. Yeah. Because you look at the tentacle sex scene and you can see what's happening there. You're like, okay, right, oh, I yeah. get it. Okay, yeah, I get it. But, but you see well, this scene, you're like, not really I don't, sure, sure. I will never get this. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So I think Heinrich well, goes to the apartment next. Um, and again, okay, yeah. again discovers she's not very good. I'd put a, put a bloody blanket over the creature. I would just like constantly people discovering the creature. Like, what's going on in here? So obviously Heinrich's trying to. And he find he finds the head reconcile. in the fridge. I think he finds the head in the fridge, and there's like dismembered body parts in the refrigerator. I think yeah. she attacks him, but doesn't kill him because he runs. She stabs away him bleeding. in the boob. Yeah, she stabs him in the boob. Uh, and he runs right. away, gets on his motorbike, and then he calls Sam Neil to meet him at the. Perv or something. Yeah. So it's like, well, I think initially she says, come and pick hmm. me up. Like, you just be like, who's this? This is the bloke who, who's been, uh, been shagging your wife. Right? What do you want? Can you come pick me up? I've been stabbed. God. Yeah. So, how does the logistics of this bit work? Does Casamnio needs to go to the apartment before he catches up with Heinrich, right? Yeah. So, I think he goes, I don't know how he's got the details of the apartment, probably from Heinrich, but he goes to the apartment first before he catches up with Heinrich. Um, and again, sees the creature. Oh, no, no, discovers the it's... body parts, but the creature's gone. But, but he does this weird thing where he starts like screaming, and then oh, yeah. he goes outside, and he has like an evil glance at the camera. So, has he been possessed at this point? Has he been possessed? Or because at this, this is the at... point where he starts like going off the deep end. Has he been possessed, or is it at this point? Is he the creature in its final form? having become because the creature's gone essentially but i'm like where's the what, creature what, gone? what color were his eyes at this point they're know. on the sides of his they're on the sides of his head that's what oh yeah <laughs> like a horse look at me when i'm talking to you <laughs> listen <laughs> listen here sam neil um <laughs> so yeah so mark goes to the bar to meet mm -hmm. hen henrik but then he kills him in the in the bathroom, doesn't he? Like, how does he kill him? He tries to make it look like, oh, it was, yeah. It was, uh... He sl slams in the head with the with the toilet lid. 
Yeah. Uh, and then he Classic. puts his shoe puts his shoe into the toilet. Yeah. Um, because obviously. But that's how they're gonna notice him. I mean, it is this is what they teach you in spy school, toilet toilet murder. And then he uh, shoves his <laughs> whilst he's unconscious, he shoves his head in the toilet, um, flushes again, and then he's obviously gonna drown. As he does that, he climbs, sneaks out over the top of the toilet cubicle. Yeah. Job oh, done. Yeah, so, oh, and so at the same looks... time he blows up the apartment as well. Oh yeah, he does. I mean, he's gone full spy mode, isn't he? I mean, he escapes on Hyrick's motorbike as well, which is like um yeah, the like a little gun battle. Why does he have a little gun? Oh, because his boss has turned up. We were talking yeah. about that job, and he ends up having a gun scrap. I'll t- tell you what, the final third of this film definitely like goes into some territory where I was a bit like, I'm a bit lost. I can't I can't deny it. Especially What like, did you not battle. understand about the gun battle after he blew up the apartment building, murdered a guy, saw some tentacles? Because he does this, all, all this stuff, and then he goes to catch up with Anna, because they're yeah. in it together now. So, like so are they like thinking side. that he's gone rogue? Is it, so his his spy friends are thinking he's gone rogue in some way, so we need to take yeah. him down. Is that what they're thinking? Yeah. Okay, well, maybe my misunderstanding was like, I didn't understand how it was relevant to the story we'd had up to this point. It the spy stuff like... is a bit extra. Like yeah, it's very like extra, You don't need it, but like if you wanted a bit more to this film, yeah. there's Can some we spy stuff as well. Some spy stuff. A um, little bit of spice. Spice very up the spicy. film a bit. Yeah. Um. So then he goes home. Oh yeah, and this is when there's another oh, woman who's there's looking. There's another after... woman, Margie, who's, look... who's looking who's after got, like, Bob. A broken leg for some reason, and he says he hates her, but she's looking after Bob, and she's been murdered by Anna. So he, yeah. <laughs> he'd like. Do you see what I mean? A... This the final bit of this film is extra. He puts her in like a bag or something. I don't know what he does to that one. He he gets rid of the body somehow. He drags, yeah, so she dies. He drags the body inside where Anna greets him. And that is when they kind of like have their reconciliation, um, sexy time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they like make plans to cover up Margie's death. But then, and this is a Jerry Springer moment, which is when he discovers uh, Anna having sex with the creature. So yeah, my this, wife's this... been having sex with a tentacle monster. My wife's been having sex with a tentacle. <laughs> and now we're going to bring out that tentacle monster. Here he comes. Come on, Blob. <laughs> come here, you fucking... Come here, you fucking... Throw... He, does ding, like, ding, ding. He, does, he does like throwing chairs, which happens a lot in... Yeah, in, yeah. In uh, Jerry Springer. He said Jerry Seinfeld. Um, yeah, so he... What does he do when he catches him having sex? In the kitchen as well, you know, where the food is made. Um, I think he just... He watches. I think he's kind of disturbed at first. How does this end? Because he sees that, and then he has the gunfight with spies. Yeah, the gunfight is next, isn't it? Because I was going to say, but there's also another little subplot where Henrik's mother phones Mark. Not where she got yeah. Mark's number from. Uh, I, this is a bit weird, a bit awkward. Um, my son said he'd been shagging your wife, and he gave me a number just in case anything was to go pear shaped. Uh, do you know where he is? And like Mark goes to meet with her, and then she ends up like committing suicide, doesn't she? Yeah, and she, I think she knows that he killed Heinrich yeah. as well, right? I think so. Yeah, I just want to look you in the eyes before I commit suicide. How dare you kill my son? Um, yeah, and this is, I guess, where the spy stuff kind of happens because he's kind of wandering the street, and mm. they're like pressuring him to like rejoin them, aren't they? They're kind of like saying, "If you don't join us, we're going to shoot you." 
Oh, that, I mean, that, would, con- that would convince me. Do you want to come? Do you want to come and rejoin us? I'm not really in the mood. We will shoot you and give Ow. you 25 days holiday. <laughs> 25 days holiday. <laughs> okay, you've, you make it 26. You had no shooting. Yeah, 26 and no shooting. Uh, so I think it's when he's trying to get again, trying to get rid of Margie's body at the apartment when it's surrounded by police and his former employers. Um, and yeah, there's like a shootout. There's like fleeing on the motorbike. Um, he crashes the motorbike, doesn't he, as well? Yeah, he crashes the motorbike and he gets shot. And he runs up these stairs in this hallway uh, apartment building thing. And yeah, as like he gets a to the spiral top, staircase, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. He's like bleeding out and dying. He's, he's Anna and what was once upon a time a tentacle monster, but is now another, but is now Alan Grant. Walk up the stairs. Oh, his eyes are kind of terrifying, right? Yeah, he's got like black eyes. He's got, almost. Actually, has Anna got. Mm, no, Saucy yeah, Anna's formal eyes. Yeah. yeah. So he's got like kind of black, like almost pure black pupil, like not pupils, yeah. but like actual um eyes. So Anna, that is creep that is creepy. Serbian films got... in, doesn't she? You seen the Serbian film? I'm not saying to watch it, but there's like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the what like, happens she, is she like gets on top of him and shoots herself through the back. Oh yeah. Sam Neil. So they both die. Yeah. And they kiss. Really mad, like full of like tongue and stuff, yeah. as they're like both bleeding out. Um, so it says they get gunned down in a hail of bullets from the police below as well. They but do, then, yeah. bloodied and dying, Anna lies atop Mark and uses his gun to shoot herself. So I guess they like die together. And then here's where it gets, and then here's where the film gets weird. So, <laughs> oh wait, he, ju- uh, he jumps to he jumps to his death as well, doesn't he? Rather than just dying then and there. He? he jumps to his death, but then the doppelganger version of him flees through the roof. I understand that it probably sounds like we're flying through the plot points of this, but it is that kind of film, isn't it? Where it's just like, yeah. there's a lot, a lot going on. And it's fine to look at the thematic, um, <laughs> the thematic elements of it throughout, but also just by describing all of this, you can realize how difficult that could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, new Alan, new Sam Neill. <laughs> Goes yeah, back sense. to the apartment where Bob is. Bob, he's like at the door for some reason, like with his arms, like at the glass door. Um, and then new Anna is in there looking after Bob, one with green eyes. Yeah. So it's like these two new versions of them. And Bob's like, no, 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 don't let him in. Don't open the door or something. And Bob just gets into a bath and yeah. just like drowns himself or something. Which I think would be difficult anyway, you know? Yeah. Drowning yourself, getting into a bath. Even if I did really want to die, I reckon it'd take a yeah. while, and then I'd go. Actually, you know what? I don't know if I'm ready for this, but it's strange because I kind of thought I was kind of thinking maybe these are like the now the new doppelganger versions are the perfect versions of these two characters who can be a good yeah. good parents to Bob. But it's almost like it goes pear shaped because Bob's not into it, which he wouldn't be because he blames like, my parents. As those two are finally together, like we just hear like gunfire and like end of the world style bombs going off outside so are they like the antichrist it's like an antichrist situation where like this event of these two people yeah has like triggered an end world situation i mean it's utterly bizarre i mean as as they're staring at the camera and you like the lights go funny and you're hearing these explosions and stuff and the credits roll i was like 
Yeah, because it kind of focuses on <laughs> Anna, on Anna's character. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Hel- it's Helen, isn't it? Looking at the camera like with green eyes, and there's kind of a flash, almost like when it's when fla- a flash of white, it almost feels like there's a nuclear bomb going off or something like that, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, my impression is like, yeah, that he's like a kind of antichrist because the only reason I say that is because she went to see the Christ on the cross thing, and then she yeah. had this. Uh, um what's the word uh not abortion um miscarriage miscarriage yeah and then that kind of made this demonic version of alan and then him taking not alan's life but you know sam neil's life that's kind of triggered this end world situation but i I mean i don't know that's just kind of the way i took it as i was watching it yeah um but i don't know if that's what they were aiming for i mean this is the thing like i'm sure the filmmaker knows the filmmaker knows but there are so many different ways you could take it the fact is there's so many different video essays out there kind of breaking down the film and they all seem to have a different take on like what the point of it is and that's kind of cool isn't it? that's kind of that yeah. kind of makes you feel like there's like it's not nonsense like it feels like there's enough thematic legs in here for people to have like genuine discussions about what they think happens or what it's about yeah most definitely and i think that's what's interesting about a film like this you can take from it like you'd watch it and probably just see the relationship story and the toxic mm. relationship story and how it sort of devolves into something else i was you quite interested body horror elements of it sorry go on that's no, all right i mean i'm just gonna skip ahead a bit but i was quite interested uh he has another film the film we made before this one is that the sci-fi uh, one yeah it sounds really cool Sounds great, yeah. Kind of reminds me of again? um, oh, something about a uh, it kind of reminds me of what's that of what's that film that you you're a fan of? Um, Stalker. The, Stalker, yes. It kind of reminds me of that sort of post-apocalyptic world. I know it's like an alien planet, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's called On the Silver Globe. Yeah, hmm. and like the plot is about some astronauts land on an alien planet, and then they kind of revert to like a tribal, uh, and uh tribal living and then they find there's a, a post-apocalyptic city where bird pe- bird people are living yeah. and then they have they make half bird half human babies and yeah. then another man human arrives on the planet and it's about him getting like again i think he gets like sacrifices a kind of christ figure yeah so i think he becomes like a a kind of like godlike figure and then eventually gets sacrificed it looks i mean it looks I mean, it sounds strange. insane, but like it's such cool looking. And I know when you when you're talking about like a stalker, it's that kind of Tarkovsky, yeah, depressing sci-fi, uh, Eastern European block sci-fi kind of thing. Yeah, like that, and a bit like uh, like a Terence Malick, um, like yeah, Brazil is Ter- Terence Malick, isn't it? That sort of like otherworldly, just weird kind of over the top almost like flamboyant there's something about it that's like yeah it's not it's not got like a huge budget so it doesn't look like as polished as something like i don't know a star wars or a planet of the apes or something like that however yeah. like they've obviously done the the, the visuals are great yeah I'd, I'd never heard of it before i kind of um was was sort of read it, uh watching videos about this film today yeah i'd be interested to watch another that film particularly i'd be interested to see more of uh Zulowski's work 
I'd actually be interested to watch this again, not anytime soon, but mm-hmm. I'd be quite curious now that we talked about it a bit to know like how it goes down. Because I'll be honest, the first time there's there's so much you get a bit of whiplash because like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like it's so much happening so quickly and so with such heightened emotion. Yeah, most definitely. It is uh it is a really, really intense, intense watch. Um, I guess right right, okay. So before we rate the film, which I think is gonna be pretty difficult anyway, um I'll do a little bit of name game with you, Luke. Okay. If you fancy All a right. little bit of that. Um, yeah. I don't know if I don't know if you've got any for me, but I'll I'll deliver a few a few yeah. for you. It's c- kind of a bit difficult when it's just one a one word title. Um yeah. but you know, we'll we'll try we'll try what we can do. So this movie is good because I don't really have to explain to you the rules of this because usually with brand new guests, um <laughs> I have to explain and then they still don't know, and then I do one or two and then they go, Oh, I get it now. Oh, it's that. That's stupid. Oh, it's that thing. I That's get it. stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so a woman starts exhibiting increasingly disturbing behavior after her husband's debts come back to haunt him and bailiffs turn up to take all of their possessions. Repossession? Repossession, correct. I've got one um, for you. Oh, okay. Footballer dribbles the ball for a little while, but then another footballer comes and takes it off of him. <laughs> Uh, lost possession. Well, I, I just got it possession, but yeah. <laughs> okay, lost possession. Um, and in the same in the same vein, the footballer manages to chase down the other footballer and get the ball back. Possession, repossession, regains possession, regains possession, <laughs> loses possession, regains <laughs> possession. Um, how about a woman starts exhibiting increasingly disturbing behavior after the bloody stock market crashes and the price of living goes up and all the banks bankers get bailed out by the government? Repossession? <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. What's that? Um, lived, we, I think we live through one, maybe two. Oh, recession. Recession. That's correct. Yeah. You've got it. All right. I've got another for you. Human... <laughs> Being gets a job. A human being gets a job. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Pretty simple human... film. Not much a plot. Human... A human being gets a job. Um, empl- employed. Um, give me a clue. Uh, he had to <laughs> take a. That's to go to university for it. Like it's like a doctor. Or, oh, um, or a lawyer or something. What can I think of the word? What can I think of the word? Jesus, I'm never. The shoe's never on the other foot. Go on, hit me with it. Profession. Profession. It's it's, it's almost <laughs> too easy, isn't it? It's it's almost too easy. Um, this one I'm maybe stretching the stretching the uh, rules of the game a little bit here, but let's try it. Um. A woman starts exhibiting increasingly disturbing behavior after coming back from a shop which sells meats, cheeses, various other nice fresh food from around the world. Maybe she ate something dodgy. Uh, like a deli? Uh, oh, yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, wait, what? <laughs> deli? A deli. A deli shop delhi 
Oh, delicatessen. 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 <laughs> I'm incredible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I said I was bending the rules of the game, I meant it. Okay. Um, Here's one for you then. So the, remember that thing on TV called the Teletubbies? Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah. There was one guy who played a character called Poe. And this guy, after he finished his job, he take off his costume and he turned to his colleagues and say, that was a good. Possession. Oh, Possession. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a good possession. You say it's a him, but it's not. It's a woman. It's, oh, uh, it? it's, an, it's a little Asian lady. I can't remember what her name is. Um, don't ask me how I know that, but I do. Um, I'm pretty much up to speed on the older Teletubbies <laughs> these days. <laughs> that was a good post-session. <laughs> that was a great post-session. Um, <laughs> God, I think I'm done. I think that's it. I don't know if I've okay. got any more. you got any more? Uh, yeah. So oh. there's a lady who invents a brand new sport. Uh, she's like, been to like seeing the rowing. Loads of time. She's like, I like that rowing thing, but I'm not a fan of water. I much prefer hedges. So it's like rowing this sport, but you row okay. your boat over a series of increasingly amusing hedges. Amusing hedges. Yeah. So it's row. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. You got it. Row session. No. Row. Hedge. Hedging. Well, Rome. yeah, but they're, but they're amusing. So it's like row hedge. Row hedge. <laughs> I mean, what is it when you're doing something that's like enjoyable? What is it? It's, it's quite a activity to do. Fun. Quite nice. Row hedge fun. Row hedge fun. There we go. Just roll, I mean, Luca just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue, the old row hedge. Uh, you got any more? It. No. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sometimes, sometimes I just can't. I mean, one word titles are difficult enough to do this yeah. this game with, but I think I think we did pretty well. Uh, I guess now all we got to do is rate the movie A to F. Um, or what? Do you, do you, I haven't said this on the podcast for a long time. But I'm going to now, especially for you. How do you rate the movie? Is it rate good, or is it rate bad? <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot. I mean, when I I would say when I was watching it, I was a bit like I was irritated because I just I I was like frustrated with, and I think you were kind of supposed to be because it was so shrill. If that makes sense, like the timbre yeah. of the film was shrill. Like you constantly feel like, oh my god, it's so loud and pitchy, and I, I I'm not I'm not in a good. I felt like Bob in those yeah. situations, um, but I mean. I mean, obviously, great creature effects and the horror elements, while quite light, are still really interesting and really cool. Um, yeah, amazing performances, really, and a great yeah. chair fight, which I always think is a good thing to put in a film. Um, <laughs> and as we're talking about it more and more, and I'm looking at more videos about it, I feel like it is more and more interesting. So I think it it might be more of a grower, so right now, I think it's sitting at like a C plus, but I feel yeah. like there could be a lot of like growth in that on a rewatch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I've got it down just as a B minus currently mm. because B flat. I I did enjoy a B flat. 
I did enjoy it. I was kind of like fascinated by it in a way. Like it really sort of gripped me. And even though like the final third was a bit more wishy-washy and kind of lost me a little bit. Um, it was like intense, bizarre, like it's a really mysterious plot that you can kind of take. Mm. But I think the reason I enjoyed it so much is just because of those two, those two central performances are like juggernaut central central performances. Like, yeah, really shrill, effective where you're like, Oh Jesus Christ. But in a way like memorable because of that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for, for a B minus, but it's definitely made me want to check out, um, on the silver globe because that just sounds yeah. what, well, while well, this film, cause it's quite a few years later, it's like 1988, that film. So it feels mm-hmm. like maybe yeah. this was like a sort of a, not 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 a test run for any of the things he did in that, but it'd be good to see where a completely different type of genre film from that from him goes. Andre. Yeah. Andre Zalovsky. Andre Andre the Giant. Andre Zalovsky. <laughs> Andre the Giant. Um is he in a horror film, Andre the Giant? Uh just in, Prince, just in the Princess Bride, isn't he? Is that the only film he did? I don't know actually. Don't know. I do I do not know. He would have been good in a horror film now. Imagine him as like a lever face or something. Yeah. Um there we go. Well that is it. That is possession. Uh thank you. It's weird that I'm just thanking you, Luke. Thank you. Just thanks for being you, mate. Thanks for being you. Thanks for coming back on the show. As I said, we'll try and get um a fatal freeway um mm. Reunion together that would be nice. Um, and Andy did mention, I'm just dropping it out there as a as an early warning for especially for our listeners. Andy did mention it would be good to start planning another quiz sometime soon. Um, yeah, even though I feel like he's asked all of the all of the horror questions that that can exist in the world. Um, maybe he'll reuse some. Maybe if he reuses questions from the first episode, we'll have forgotten the answers, so it'll be fresh. Um. I mean, I usually ask all of all of our guests. You're not officially a guest, but where can everybody follow you, Luke, as well? To keep up to speed for you when you're not on the show. Uh, yeah, listen to us on the Other Stories podcast. Short fiction stories every week. Um, just I'm Luke of Condor VK on all social media platforms. So yeah, there we go. We'll put the, we'll put the standard links in all the show notes. You know how it works. Next week, um, oh wait, I've got ahead of myself. That's not what I'm meant to say. What I'm meant to say is thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. We'll be, we'll be soon publishing Patreon only content, including uh, horror hangout bite size, a new little arm of the show there. How exciting! Thanks to all our patrons, including John Crinnan, Ben Scaife, Stephen Christopher, Laura Kendrick, Toby Miller, Pazuzu, Lane Spencer, Ollie Child, Leslie Carlo, Julia Bilgren, Nick Spill, Troy Bursch, and Rosalind Harnies. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review. Head over to the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors, for more. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. If you just search Horror Hangout Podcast, you'll find it. Next week, we're doing Army of Darkness with returning guest Alice Taylor Matthews, rounding off some of the Evil Dead films we haven't covered on the show. Lovely. How exciting. Absolutely lovely and delicious. Uh, Thanks for having me, Ben. It's been it's been a pleasure to be back. Um, it's been like riding. It's been like getting a phone call, telemarketing call from a Pope. Like <laughs> it's been like a lovely fridge sandwich. Has it been like, like slipping it slipping into a lovely pair of warm pants after you left them on the radiator when you got in the got in the shower? 
it's been it's been like being slipped into by a lovely warm squid monster. Ooh, being slipped into <laughs> with with no lube. Uh, oh, maybe a little bit of lube. Uh, right. Thanks very much. It's been fun. Nice to see you, Luke. Uh, and thanks everybody for listening. Bye. Bye bye.